Nuts on the road. Okay, and we're back. Yes, we're back. Oh, you know what? We have we have dramatic music to open this edition. We do. Yes, we do. We do. Okay, we're we're gonna do it ourselves. We are. Yes. Okay. I we're... didn't tell you this beforehand. No, you didn't. This is this is purely impromptu. What, what are we? This is what... as much a surprise for you as it is for the listeners. Really? Okay. So, what is this music? I'll start. But yeah. You, you join in. Okay. Okay. All right. As big and excited. As you can possibly make yourself. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm already pretty big. You're a professional. I'm bigger. You're a professional. S- yeah, you laugh at that. Uh, you're, you're a professional singer. You've yes. You've been paid for singing before. I have not. I'm lousy. Okay. I'm warning people right now that it's not going to be good. Okay. Some of, Most of the notes are not going to be correct. Right. But the feeling's going to be there. Feeling. I mean, there's nothing more than feeling. We will both feel it. <laughs> and the listeners will feel it in the subcockle region of their hearts. And wish they hadn't. I know. So, so, in honor of what we're going to tear apart. Yes. Dun 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 you faded? I yes. My, we, it was fated. It was definitely fated to be that way. My my life has no tide. <laughs> <laughs> the boats just hit the sandbar and it's over. Nah, no, well, no. I I was making a reference to tide color safe. <laughs> you uh okay. Well, because I I mentioned I was faded. Oh, I see. Yeah, see. Now jokes have layers. Do they? And, and, and like an onion, they make you cry. Require requires some some modicum of understanding of something or another. Something. Welcome back to Nuts on the Road. Yes, this is Nuts on the Road. <laughs> Your one stop shop for nothing. Yeah, exactly. We stock nothing. We offer nothing. There is nothing. Yes, my my uh, my partner in grime here is Ken Plume from Quick Stop Entertainment, and my partner in crime is Josephus Barley. That's right. That's my uh, that's my new MC name. Yes, MC Josephus. That's right. Uh, he'll be playing the uh, re- recently revitalized Chitlin circuit. Yes, yes, it will. It's it's definitely shorted out, which uh, describes the uh, the location of the circuit and also what he'll play for. That's right, and, uh, and what I will play. That is my instrument of choice. Yes, uh, in the UK, he'll be playing the pork scratching circuit. That's right. Uh, but no one will ask him to come over at any point, so he won't be playing there. No, probably no. won't be playing here either. No, it's a very small tour. So who are you really? Uh, uh, I, I, I am Widget Wells from NeedCoffee.com. I've heard of that site, aka MC Josephus. Ah, I've heard of that site. Yeah, never been. No, I, well, me neither. I would encourage any of you out there who have nothing else to do to not go either, and I've already been. 
quickstopentertainment.com. Of course. Home of stuff. <laughs> that's, that's fairly accurate. Home of stuff. I, I figure why specify anything when you can generalize? It's the way I live my life. <laughs> that, that's, that'll be a great name. Home of stuff. And, and your, your unauthorized autobiography will simply be called My Life with Stuff. It used to be home of the something or another. Home of the big chicken or the ham biscuit or what? Home of no expectations. <laughs> Always also ready accurate. to impress. Also incredibly accurate. <laughs> Which is much better than need coffee. Right. We actually have expectations. Which is the home of failed expectations. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have G-R-A-T-E expectations oh, by the great... Well-known oh, Dutch author. Oh, that was... Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know who's going to listen to this. I have no idea. I really don't care either. I, no, I know. This is just for us. It really is. And, we don't ask for any money for this. No, we don't. And, and uh, In many ways, we're paying for this. <laughs> yes. But in many ways, you, the listener, are also paying for this. Yes. Whoever you may be. Yes. In fact, all, if there is a listener... All three of you. Uh, where could they email us? To let us know they're out there. Oh, well, they could email us at nuts at nutsontheroad.net for right now. But I'm going to set up another email address that will go to both of us. And and would you like to know that email address? Sure. It, what it, about them, though? Well, oh, well I don't know. Well, whether I they, speak on behalf of the listeners. Well, yes. whether they want to know it or not, they're about to hear it. Because fuck them. Bob and I want to know. Okay. It is going to be butter at nutsontheroad.net. Because it's just clever. <laughs> is it no <laughs> hey, the least. hey folks at least we're honest <laughs> we are we are beyond honest we, we're honest to a fault ours yes <laughs> the, the, the nuts on the road fault <laughs> which will make this podcast break off and float away into the ocean so so i think we should start the podcast that Belongs in a museum. <laughs> the podcast. Six minutes in, let's start the podcast. Indy! Indy! It's a podcast! God. Yay! Oh, God. Okay, so <laughs> so sh- shall I explain what we're, what we're going to be doing here? Yes, you explain. I'll be Salah. Mmm, <laughs> podcast. Very dangerous. Speak, witch. You go first. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Ken and I have both seen. Have both seen. What do you? I, I don't know. What are we? What are we rounding again? This comes natural. We could do that. I, and my axe. And my axe. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely clipped on the axe there. Um. So Ken and I have both seen Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The Temple of, of Failed Expectations. Hmm. <laughs> Audience expectations. Very dangerous. The temple of low prizes. You go first. (laughs) Uh, Critics. Why did it have to be critics? (laughs) We're not not here to criticize the film. No. We're here to destroy it. Take a big crap on it. Oh, oh boy. You know what? What? Now, I think we should establish that I had no real expectations of even it being watchable. 
Well, let, let's let's do this first. Let me just throw something out. If you have not seen the film, we don't care because we, we're going to press right forward. We're going to spoil the whole thing. So if you might want to pause this and come back to it after you've seen the film, because we all know you're going to see the film. So because Indy's an alien. <laughs> Did we spoil that? <laughs> That's oh, that was that was the, you know that was that was a huge. Reveal for me was was finding out that India was an alien. That was amazing. Anyway, so so you had no expectations, right? Well, I had none because <laughs> of of what I call the Lucasian factor, <laughs> which is I not like, like Max factor. I like that, uh, but it is just as dark. Uh, it, it's the fact that that my my belief that that anything good can come of revisiting a cherished franchise was dashed upon the, uh, the rocks of Phantom Menace of no, all three of them. Oh no, but I mean, but, but with, with, with diminishing expectations each time we thought surely he must be able to, to objectively look at, at the steaming mass of, of just pure incompetence of the previous film and go, I can write this. I can fix it. I can, I can see that I fucked it up. I fucked it up real bad, but I'm not going to do it again. But like a coyote ordering from Acme, <laughs> you did. Lu- Lucas just kept pushing on. That's right, and kept smacking. Yeah, well, I would say I would say that there. So was... I had nothing. I had no 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 belief that this that any good would come of of going back to Indy because he was involved. Yeah. So 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 let me let me put it to let me put it to you another way then. Let's assume that somehow that uh, George Lucas was removed from the equation completely. I still have very little faith in Spielberg as a filmmaker now either. But but you probably would have had maybe a little bit of expectation. Maybe. More so than... With the Lucasian factor removed. Yes. yes. But still not, not, not a terrible terribly large amount. Well, I, I, will, I will echo your setup in that I had very little in the way of uh, expectations. I was hoping that it would be at least watchable. Competent? I don't know about competent. Um, I've, I, you have to understand, I have watched a lot of very incompetent films and enjoyed some films strictly because they were incompetent. Um, I don't think you could rent 80s horror movies. Yes, but you expect a previously competent filmmaker... To at least maintain their competence. Well, but see, not, maybe not even just impress, yeah, but, but at least have a baseline well, of competence well, well, that, well, that puts them above, I don't know, a Mick G or a Brett Ratner. <laughs> well, let me, let me let me explain this as well. Now, now you, my take on it is, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the three films when they came out. I still love Raiders. Yes, I, I think it's it's a perfect popcorn picture that can be watched just endlessly um i don't in retrospect have to basically when the what was it 2003 when the box set came out right and i rewatched the films i realized that i really just don't like temple of doom and i think it's because it goes a little bit too dark for my tastes now i was discussing that, that is that is really ironic why is that 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 film can go too dark for your taste, considering some of the things you watch. But but for an Indiana Jones film, 
I mean, I, I don't... So within the context of it being an Indiana Jones film, you feel it's too dark. Yeah, that, that, that's a better way of putting it. Now, now I, I talked about this with our own Doc Ezra, and Doc was fine with that because knowing that it's based on pulp heroes and such, pulps go very dark. So in that context, he was fine with it. But for me, I didn't think that translated well to the screen. And apart, I, I, as much as I enjoyed Sean Connery, and I enjoyed him and Harrison Ford together. I don't really, I didn't really care for um, Crusade, the third film, as much. Well, no, well, Crusade <clears throat> actually pretty much followed the same formula as Return of the Jedi before it, where it's essentially it's a rehash of the first film, right? But more happy-go-lucky, right? I think that's a good way of putting it. It's more audience-friendly and and. Uh, Less challenging, but essentially following the exact same yeah. structure well, and MacGuffin uh, of I the think, previous. I think the because so I think I'm coming at it a little differently in that I think a lot of people see the first three films ha- having enjoyed them all, uh, and and so you know we're expecting the fourth to kind of live up to that level. So I'm coming at it from the standpoint of I got Raiders, and that's about all I got. So I don't know how that clouds my judgment going into this thing. I, I, I'm fine with the three of them. I don't have the problems with Temple of Doom that you seem to. Mm. Uh, any film that could give a short round, I'm fine with. Oh, I love short round. Uh, I thought that... I, I didn't come out of Crusade thinking that I needed another indie movie. And I've felt that way since. I mean, it put a cap on it. They rode into the sunset. They named the dog Indiana. We know all of this. Right. We don't need to go back. And again, Lucasian factor. We've learned not not to look forward to these things anymore. Right. So, because as soon as you hear mm. something like this announced, your first thought is, how are they going to fuck this one up? Right. There's no excitement anymore. That's the, the one lasting thing that Lucas has taken away. Yeah. Is excitement and anticipation for something. When he's involved. When he is involved, yeah. Oh, perfectly agreed on that. So, so, so we've set up the backstory of how you and I arrived at the gates of Crystal Skull via train. Yeah, via train. Um. So how via train? I don't know. What do you use? I was under the train. Via or via? Via or via? Yes. Uh, via normally. Really? Yeah. Do you wait in line or online? Uh, well, it depends on whether or not I'm on a computer or not. No, I'm talking about if you're going to the theater. Oh. And you're standing. I'm waiting in, line I'm waiting in a line. Okay. Do, does anyone say on a line? Yes, it's a regional thing. Really? I've never heard that before. No, well, there you go. Well, that's the... Well, good night, folks. I've learned my one thing today. Yeah, see? <laughs> good night! Thank you, Detroit. Good night. So nuts on the road. Nuts on the road. All right. So, Crystal Skull. Here we are. We arrived on the shores of the island of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with little to no expectations, either of us, and looking for the mighty Kong. Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah. Uh, as long as it's the original, not the Peter Jackson Kong. No, that's the one we found. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, although shorter, thankfully shorter. Um, so we're, how do we even start to parse this thing? I don't know. I seem to be continually derailing you. No, well, that's 
isn't that the whole point? Isn't that how the whole podcast got started? That is absolutely true. So, and I came via train. Okay, so so let's start. Let's because we were having sort of this. Dis- basically, folks, we were having this discussion before, and we yes. paused it, and we said, "Oh, fuck it, let's save it for the podcast." So, Ken, you were looking at it as a, I think, a failure from the ground up. Is that a safe? No, I, I I just think that you know you didn't have. I mean, there's nothing about the film that makes it feel of a piece with what went before, and it doesn't even feel competently constructed. It has a lousy script. It, as you pointed, it makes no sense. Right. There's no logic to any of it. The one thing you could at least say that there was a natural progression in the previous films as to what happened and a motivation. Right. You know, there's no real reason for him to be what they're doing. I mean, to do what they're doing. The implausibilities just are ludicrously high. Right. I mean, we were talking about like a scene in Temple of Doom. When the plane's going down, they leap out of the plane in the raft and inflate the raft. And, you know, they use that. That goes down the snow, uh, the hill, and into the water. Right. In a Bondian kind of way, there is a sort of million-to-one odds plausibility to that. And it's Indiana Jones, so you'll give it to him. You could see that happening not very often. But to that character. To that character, but I'm sorry that you know the the nuclear blast in a refrigerator. I don't buy that at all, and that just makes it cartoony. They treated Indiana Jones like a cartoon character in this. You don't get the sense of the bumps, the scrapes, or the physical exertion, right? And it's not helped by the overabundance of CG. I mean, you look at the truck chase in Raiders, right? From horse to truck climbing the truck, so forth. You believe that because it's shot on location. You believe the precipice. You believe the danger. Compare that to the vehicle chase in Skulls. Or Skull. Singular? Singular. Singular. Uh, I was thinking of the end. Uh, And you look at that CG fest. When they're over that incredibly high drop-off into blue screen. And it's all artificial. Right. You got overly sharp, digital-looking cinematography. You got CG out the ass. You get no sense of place. So you're watching a cartoon. I didn't care about that fight. There's nothing visceral about that fight. The one thing you say about Raiders and Temple of Doom... Oh, they were... And, do you they were, felt yeah, it? Yeah, they were incredibly visceral films. Well, I mean, you actually... It's one of the great scenes on the ship is where he's actually tending to his wounds because he's been getting his ass kicked. I mean, he's been giving it out, but he's been taking it. Oh, no, you feel pain in Raiders. Oh, yeah. You don't feel pain. I mean, when he gets up, dusts himself off... After the nuclear blast, you're going, oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the fight, uh, the, the big fight with the large Russian uh, surrounded by the ants felt extremely cartoony, especially yeah, when well, you had the yeah. Russian, like, spitting up blood and grinning, and it's like, what, what is this? Well, no, we, we, the direct comparison to that is the German mechanic fight in Raiders. Oh, yeah, which is... Which was a great fight, know, br- brilliantly staged. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the cutting on that was amazing. 
where was that Spielberg on Skull? Certainly wasn't there. That was about as static and boring a fight as you can get, surrounded by friggin' CG ants that proposed no sense of danger whatsoever. I mean, the first, the first three films, at least the, the, the creature reveals, they were real. Real snakes and raiders, real bugs and doom, real rats and crusade. Then we get a bunch of CG fucking ants in this thing. Yeah. Well, I ain't give a shit. Well, <clears throat> my problem is that, again, I can't... Uh, the the whole thing just makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it's obvious that we're you know we're dealing with aliens, and as I was telling you before, um, having being being confronted by aliens in the film, right? Right. I was okay with that, with the fact that there were aliens, because as I said, I think that when you consider that there's always something paranormal and of high weirdness at the heart of the Indiana Jones films. Right. Whether it's the glowing stones of whatever from Temple of Doom and the, the, the arc in the first film, there's always something weird. So Aliens is just another aspect of the high weirdness. So that that I was fine with, surprisingly enough. Um, but it's just the entire concept of it just absolutely makes no sense. I mean... You start from the very beginning. You're going to send a team of KGB agents to go and break into Area 51, which, as you deftly pointed out, is uh, you know guarded by a bunch of people at the front gate and apparently nowhere else. Um, you're going to break into there, into into the warehouse from Raiders, which holds all of the weird, wild stuff that the U.S. government has collected over its history, which includes the Ark of the Covenant, and God knows what else, right? And you're going to steal, you know, you're going to steal, first of all, you know, just an alien body where it's supposed to be made of crystal. So if that's the case, then it should have a crystal skull as well. So why doesn't that crystal skull have the same properties as the other crystal skull? But you're going to send a half-baked psychic, quote-unquote psychic, in to steal that. Why? Why would you do that? And then, you know, so then they're running around finding aliens around the world, and they want to take this crystal skull and take it back to the city. Why? They're going to take it back to the city so that the Russians can come in after they leave and steal it anyway? I mean, why are they doing that? And if the aliens are still alive, which, as is revealed at the end, they are, then how did one get to missing its skull to begin with? How is that possible? Here's my, my, on a film like this, because I'm sure you have, I call them morons, who are going, oh, you're just nitpicking. Yeah. Well, the fact is, if the film doesn't engage you enough, that all you can do is sit there and think, yeah, look, there's nits. Then that's the fault of the film. No, I agree, and 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 let me just state this, and I know you know this, but I didn't at any point going, you know, I I don't think the wrath of God looks like that. No, exactly. But uh, I mean, it, it it's exactly like I said. I mean, I am willing to turn my brain off completely if the film calls for it. I mean, I'm not one of these again morons who will who will go into a Michael Bay film and start I, nitpicking the physics. I, I, I wouldn't say that. 
What? I would I uh, here's the way I would put what I feel about yeah. it. Yeah. If you go into a film yeah. and the rules of the universe depicted within that film are consistent. Yes. Are internally consistent yes. throughout, I'm fine. Right. Even even if, if you're you can... gonna tell me within your universe right. someone can fly, then I'm not gonna go, Oh, how's he flying? Huh? How's he do that, huh? Right. Because you've told me within the context of that universe, the rules are that people can fly. This is allowed. But if you have three films that have established the quote-unquote Indiana Jones universe and how that character operates within it, that he's not superhuman, that this is how he reacts to certain situations. Right. That these are the situations that exist. That this is the personality of, say, Marion, a character we've seen before. Right. Then I expect that to carry through to the new film. Yes. The same thing went for the Star Wars prequels. If you've established a universe with three fucking films prior, then it should be internally consistent. Well, speaking of internally consistent, the film itself isn't internally consistent. I mean, Oh no, the film's all over the place inside it. Besides betraying what came before, it makes no fucking sense internally. Well... I mean, like I said, the crystal skull itself only attracts whatever it feels like attracting. Buckshot and eyeglasses. Buckshot, eyeglasses, gold, frankincense, myrrh, fuck, I don't know. It only does it when the plot calls for it to. Right. Which is a nice little characteristic for something to have, don't you think? <laughs> oh, well, particularly if you're a lazy writer and director. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just nuts. And like I said, I, I would almost even have made a point of it uh, since you're firing off all of these rounds and not hitting anything. Well, maybe that's due to the fact that there's just, you're driving around with a huge fucking magnet on your vehicle. Yes. Who knew there were crystal skulls near any stormtrooper in Star Wars? Uh, who knew? And who knew that, that you could magnetize against lasers? In fact, I would venture almost to say that Nearly all the people fighting the A-Team had crystal skulls around them as well. G.I. Joe as well. You know, it won't make sense now. I know. Who knew the crystal skulls were this embedded in pop culture? And if they were and if they were this common out in the world, then why would you need to break into Area 51? Yeah, why not get the others? Yeah. And how do a ragtag bunch of borderline incompetent Russians show up at the most <clears throat> heavily secret... And you would think guarded base in the United States break in, steal what they're going to steal, and make it out of the country. Yeah, see, I didn't even get to that question. I, I, I was so busy trying to. I, I, every time I try to consider how these aliens work, I, I just my brain just goes, forget it, never mind. By the way, anyone looking to construct a place as a repository for untold numbers of highly classified, incredibly rare materials. Please don't do it above ground. No, no, make sure it's above ground. Make sure it's near a nuclear testing site, too. <laughs> and make sure you have just about the cheapest fencing and gate you can get. All good. Just keep that in mind. Also, mm. make sure you deal with your gopher problem. Yeah. <laughs> Did did you want to talk about the uh, the opening shot of the film? Oh oh yes. Uh, so, as everyone knows, it's well established that there's a little visual shot at the beginning of each Indiana Jones film where you have a dissolve from the Paramount Mountain logo, 
to some kind of geographical feature that mimics the shape of the Paramount logo. So you have the mountain in South America in the first film. South America, right? Yeah. Uh, you had... Uh, there's another mountain in... Uh, no, no, no. What was it in the, in the second film? It was a visual element, wasn't it? Because uh, they started at the club. Right. Either way. So, this film, you find out that it's a... Uh, a molehill. So if you were to criticize a film like this, you could say Spielberg and Lucas, and let's, let's not take blame away from David Kep, the screenwriter, right. at least one of many, uh, even if they're uncredited, essentially have taken the Indiana Jones franchise and made a molehill out of a mountain. Although it'll, it'll still, Oh, Oh, and by the way, you had had a bet with me to see how many people, because I just saw it uh, yesterday, Monday, Memorial right. Day. How many people were in the theater that it would be packed? Right. There were maybe 30 people in there. And this was for a four o'clock show? So. Well, you remember that when you're saying The Adventures of Mutt Williams. Yeah. <laughs> So, so do you think? Uh, so, so here's a question. We know it's going to make money, right? Already has. Yep. Uh, so you've got you've got the, the the theatrical release. You've got all the various DVD home video releases. The re-release of the uh, now the four piece box set uh, because they haven't been released in high def yet either, right? No. Supposedly, this fall when Crystal Skull hits, right. There'll be some kind of Uber Blu-ray set. Just just in time for the holidays. Just in time to bilk after the recent uh, Adventure Pack re-release. Yep. So so you've got all that. So you've got to make a shitload of money. So right. So so what happens? Do you think you go to Mutt Williams or do you do an Indiana Why? Jones five? I mean, I'll, I'll say I'll say this. Yeah. Shia wasn't offensive. I could care less about him one way or the other. He didn't inspire me to to want to see him in a film of his own. I don't think that was his fault. No, I I don't think I think Shia just goes where the money and cigarettes are. Uh, and well, I mean, I I thought he was fine in Transformers. Again, it wasn't his fault that movie was shit. He he is a working actor. I don't think that he exactly sets the screen alive. Screen alive? Does that even make sense? I don't. Th- I don't think he uh, 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 excites me in any. No, I don't want to say that. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say he is a uh, magnetic screen personality. How's that? Yeah, I'm all right with that. Uh, I, I, but I don't look at it and go, "Oh, oh, oh God, oh, get it away." That does that make sense? As much as it's going to. Oh, should I do it in different voices? No. Oh. I don't give him away. He'd do the Indiana Jones in different voices. You're Did that work? That no, it didn't, but please don't do any more. Indy, keep him away! Why wasn't I in the film? What are you, Brian Blessed now? They're both the same. Oh, okay. They're interchangeable, come on. <laughs> Indy! We're going to dig! Like a child. 
I don't know why Sala wasn't in it. Ray Winstone had it. And it's another retarded thing. You're introducing, supposedly, Indy's, like, uh, sidekick confidant during the war years. Right, who's been with him. Incredibly trusted. Been with him probably for at least, at this point, what, 15 years? Something like that. When did, when did uh, Crusade... When was Crusade set? 30, 38, 39 for Crusade. Yeah. Uh, so you think at least, even if it's the war years, or 15 years with the guy. Yeah. The audience doesn't know that. They're just told. Right. They don't see him interacting. Within the first 10 minutes of the film, he's betrayed Indy. Right. You could care less. Why? If, they, if the betrayal had happened three quarters of the way through the film... When it actually means something, right? Then it's a point. But you have it right off the bat. How in the fuck did that make sense? I don't know. How, you know, and and the other thing is, as much as I love Kate Blanchett, I hope that dialect coach that she had doesn't get a lot of work. Or they do a new Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. <laughs> that trick never works. That trick never works. <laughs> Watch me pull a script out of my ass. Oh, and, and here was your other question that you brought up before. Is why is, yes. why is John Hurt's character not Abner Ravenwood? Oh, yeah. There's no reason. I, I'm sure in a draft he was. Uh, the, the characters, Abner Ravenwood, uh, from across the board. It doesn't make any sense for him not to be. And you also talked about the uh, the summary execution of Henry Jones. Oh yes, so so yeah. Let me let me address that real quick. So you had the nice moment because Den O'Melliot, uh, the the actor who played Brody, is gone. Um, so there's a moment with the picture of Elliot on the desk, and he addresses the fact that he's gone, and that makes sense. But then you've got the Henry Jones Senior, Sean Connery, is apparently has died as well. Um, is revealed in the film because you've got both of their photos there. So, so to me, it kind of cheapens the tribute to a to a, a character played by a dead actor by coupling that with a char- with a character played by an actor who you simply couldn't work out a deal to get them to return or didn't want to return. Or, or well, yeah, either way, <clears throat> I don't know why you wouldn't want him to return, but who knows. Uh, <laughs> Who knows how many... Was he ever in I'm a, not going to do this scripted shit. I wonder I wonder what drafts of it he was in. Because you know they had to have included him at one point. Oh, of course. So, uh, so but no, I, I, I found that... I'm sure at one point they probably made him what became uh, Hurt's character. Yeah, I could see that. And he was off in the field doing shit. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening too. So... Anyway. You know, now that the whole grail thing is over, I've got something to do with my retirement. It just, um... Uh, it, 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 it disappointed from the standpoint of, you know, I, I don't mind... To, to me, I'm, I'm fine with the, the action sequences. I mean, I could live with those. Not, you know, it could be better. But to me, what, what really bothers me is that you've got that much money being thrown at a film and that many eyes on it, and nobody has enough sense to fix the problems with the script. And to, is it, now, 
Now, my issue yeah. is how can you have that fundamental a lack of understanding about the three previous films you've done that you don't understand that this does not work within that context? Well, my thing is it doesn't work within any context because before you even... Oh, no, it's it's a bad film outside of being an indie film. Oh, I know. But so so my contention is is that, like you said, it's not consistent within the Indiana Jones universe. I mean, when you're ripping off the films that ripped off Indiana Jones, you've got issues. But when, but you're when you're not even to the point where you can you can be consistent within the Crystal Skull universe, then I, I think you've got even bigger fundamental problems. So here's my question: Is this because I don't? Okay, Lucas aside, and even Spielberg aside, they're they're not. We can't assume that everyone involved with this film is stupid. Okay, I can, but go ahead. But, well. well I have no, no, I have no problem with assuming. Well, that. but here's the thing: so are they all just stupid and they don't realize what they've done, or do they just think we're stupid and we'll go and plop down? Well, I did, but go pay for, pay to see it anyway. At least mine was. I can write off of my taxes, but but you know what I'm saying? Do they just think the audiences are stupid and won't pick up on the fact that this is a bad movie? Well, no matter what, it's unforgivable. No, no, no. I knew, but but to me, it's it's even more. Un, it's it's goes from being just they're stupid to th- I'm insulted. You know what I mean? Because if if they're assuming that the people out there are just idiots and are going to buy this regardless of what it is or how good it is, which which they do. We've seen Lucas doesn't care. Well, we know that's why I said that's why I put Lucas aside. Me, I think Lucas is so deluded that he thinks that everything he ships is gold. I mean, I really do think that he believes that his his he he you know, and no one else understands his genius, and he doesn't care if they do. Yeah, or I'm fine. I'm fine with thinking that Lucas is a megalomaniac because I have seen nothing to the contrary. Um, but I'm just thinking about everyone else involved. I mean, is everyone just showing up for a paycheck and thinking that audiences are stupid? Oh, we can see plenty of films that prove that point. Yeah, but you cut. But you know what I mean. You cut. You would want to expect something different. You want to. Yeah. Not gonna happen. Yeah. But it's good that you have these dreams. No, it's they're not dreams. I'm just. I mean, I'm. I'm affronted either way. I'm just wondering what the what the impetus is because it just it really amazes me that. And, well, I will give this this. This is a film with a lot of flaws. It's not like one of those films where you just go, well, you know, if you just tweaked this part of the script, if you just made this little tweak, then the rest of the film would make a lot more sense. You know what I mean? You've seen those films where you just go, How, that is so glaringly obvious. How did you miss that? This thing is so fundamentally flawed in 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 its in its, you know, Everything. I mean, it's flawed from one end to the other. That I will give it this: they they have created a bit of a Gordian knot of scripting problems that it's not so easy to fix. Oh, it's too late now. No, I know it's too late now. But I'm just saying it's it it is really amazingly flawed. Uh, I you know, I just want to sit Spielberg down because Lucas is a lost cause. Oh, Lucas is gone. And just go, Stephen. What are you doing? Does this look good to you? 
I mean, honestly. I mean, that, and, and maybe that's my question. Here, here, here. Steven, sit the, I'll show you Raiders. Look at Raiders. Now watch this. Now, can you see a difference? So basically... And if you don't see a difference, I'm going to punch you. So basically, what, what you want to have is I the... I just want to punch Spielberg at this no, point. No, I know. You, you basically, you're, you're outlining the Hyperion to a satyr speech from Hamlet that you want to have with Spielberg in the role of Gertrude. You think your degree means so fucking much. <laughs> I, I know literature, don't you know? Hey, fuck you. I've been waiting how many years to pull out a Shakespeare reference at the right time? Put it back in. <laughs> no, it's out there. No, no, I refuse to acknowledge it. <laughs> it's great. I can't believe you did I that. I did, and it makes sense. That's exactly what you said. <sighs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> no, no, and then Lucas. Well, if you remember the party scene in Gatsby. No, 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 wait, wait. Uh, Hang on, I'm not done. Lucas is the uh, he wouldn't well he wouldn't be Polonius who would be Polonius because Lucas would be the king your uncle um, who would be Polonius hmm Frank Marshall Frank Marshall <laughs> yes and Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> oh I am slain ah. <laughs> uh. Wait, wait, does it does that hold on. What? Does that make John Reese Davies Ophelia? <laughs> or Shia. Get thee to a ringery. <laughs> I don't need this franchise. I have other work. La 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 la. Fuck you, indeed. Fuck you. Uh. <laughs> I was in sliders. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to work in sliders, but I just couldn't. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Don't worry, John Reed spent multiple seasons trying to find out how to work in sliders. <laughs> Wait, am I, am I comic relief? Am I some kind of point of... of, of of respect within this, I'm an actor. Am I an authority figure? I don't know. What am I? Who is this this child actor? He he was a big fat guy in that Stand By Me film I saw years ago. I'm Welsh. <laughs> I, I start throwing out everything you need to know about John Reese Davies in ten seconds. I'm big and I'm Welsh. <laughs> Indeed. That was everything you need to know about John Reese Davies in 10 seconds. Goodbye! <laughs> That's what we need to do. We need to start. This, this could go viral. We need a series of videos, of ten, quick 10 second videos of everything you need to know about such and so in 10 seconds. They start with John Reese Davies. I follow what what would Brian Blessed be? Oh, Dave! <gasps> he goosed me. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was your ten second Brian Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, 
I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm the President of the United States. I'm also easy reader. I hope you read. Oh, job Miss Daisy. <laughs> I'm Morgan Freeman. That was 10 seconds. <laughs> I think it'd be great. <laughs> Fuck this, you know, films in 60 seconds thing. Oh, I got another one. What's that? Colt 45, you old space pirate. <laughs> that was? T- 10 second Billy D. Williams. Oh, good lord. <laughs> you fine with yeah, that? Yeah, I'm good with that. I think it'd go viral. Excellent. Excellent. You got any more? Um... Uh, we could do uh, 10 seconds of everything you need to know about the books of Stephen King. Go on. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. I believe in this licorice, therefore I can use it to defeat you. Ah, a ghost! <laughs> or is it's it? It's a spider. <laughs> that was everything you need to know about the works of Stephen King in 10 seconds. Make it slightly more boring, and it's everything you know, need to know about Bachman. <laughs> make a first draft out make, of it. <laughs> make it slightly more unreadable, and it's everything you need to know about Peter Straub. Ooh. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, and then, then make the ending really terrible, and, and then it's everything you need to know about Dean Koontz. Hold on. I'm holding. Tolkien. Yes. Right. Oh, look. It's a prince. He has 50 names. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm telling you, I think this is great. No, wait. Change prince to an elf. And you need trees in there somewhere. Look, there's an elf in a tree. He has 50 names. I like it. And, and, and there's a dwarf. Look, there's an elf in a tree with a dwarf. And he has 50 names. The tree? No, the dwarf. Same thing. All works. Oh, and now I'll tell you their entire 40 million year history. Did someone ask for a dwarf? No, John. My axe. No, John. We don't need a dwarf right now. You sure you don't? Yes, I'm quite sure. I'm free. I I know you're free. I need the work. I wasn't in Indy. I need money. Help me. <laughs> I'm so very drunk. <laughs> and Welsh. And Welsh. Big. <laughs> oh, we're burning in hell for this. <laughs> we made our points earlier on. We can just fuck around. I know. Now. Well, so here's a question. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so what do you think Indiana Jones 5 what should be the impetus for the plot point since we've done aliens? Oh, see, now it'd be ru- ruining. I already, we, we came up with something on the Snidecast. Oh? Yes. Is this a Snidecast that has not yet been broadcast? It has not yet been broadcast. Oh. This, will, this will be coming up beforehand. So I hesitate to ruin it. But I will say. Yes. Cross promotion. Yes. Listen to that Snidecast. Well, I when is that Snidecast going up? I want to say it's Snidecast 46? 46. 
So you've basically been making the rounds on all the podcasts and talking shit about Indy. I am a pod whore. <laughs> with a mission from God. Hang on a second. I want to look this up. I want to see if podwhore.com is taken. Think about it. It's an online service, right? Where basically anything that you would want for a podcast, you can get for free because the people are whores. Okay. Well, we'll keep looking. Oh. We'll do some filler. We are the village. Okay. That no, okay. That's, society. That, never mind. It's it's loading. Don't we don't need a filler. The, no, I think we need no, a no, filler. No, that, we don't need that filler. What what kind of filler? We, do we need, need some other filler. Uh, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. Anything but that. That would be good. What? That was a kink song. Yeah, I know. It was a kink song. That was a kink song. It's a lovely kink song. All I've got's this sunny afternoon. You're singing again. I can sail my yacht. Oh, here you go. Taking everything here, I've here got. Here you go. All I've got's oh, this okay, sunny afternoon. Okay, you can stop because I've got it. Save me, save me, save me from this squeeze. Save me from this song. Got a big fat mama trying to... What? All right, podwhore.com is deleted and available again. So there you go, folks. Podwhore.com. That's a free idea. Because I don't have time to fucking do it. Fuckergently. (laughs) Dot com. (laughs) Pretty much anything's better with .com on the end of it. It is. Yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Dot, oh, well. We just blew that. Yeah. Oh, good. Well. Well, that's what scientific testing is for. It yes. Is. But I'm sure that uh, somewhere. Yes. They'll say that, that. I'm sure Lucas and Spielberg would say there was some kind of intelligent design behind Crystal Skull. I certainly want to blame it on evolution. No. I think it would have been killed. Yes. Yes. It would have had its brains uh, poked out. By, by a competent film. Yes. Well. That walked on two legs. And used tools. And didn't And mastered fire. <laughs> <laughs> Not CG fire either. Actual fucking fire. Yes, Crystal Skull is the evolutionary dead end. <laughs> it's the Neanderthal. Which is sad, because Raiders got it out of the water. That's right. And it started to move forward on That's land right. with Temple of Doom. Then it got clubbed over the head with Crusade. Then it was left to die with Crystal Skull, as something else moved beyond it. Now, here's here's two things. First of all... Fuckergently.com is taken. <laughs> Figures. Second. Thanks a lot, John McCain campaign. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god, what was the second thing I was gonna say? You <laughs> You fucked me over with the John McCain thing. That was nice, but that was Wait till November to say I... that. <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, yeah. should we mention on the podcast our our presidential choice for some point in the future? I, I think we should. Uh, now, now, we should preface yes. this by saying that we acknowledge 
that that this year is pretty much a foregone conclusion who's going to be running. Right. And the candidates are pretty much already lined yes. up. So we're not really looking to we're not endorsing someone the person that we're choosing. For no, this we're taking year. a longer view. Unless there's some kind of catastrophic event or or the candidates are abducted by aliens that have crystal skulls that have crystal skulls i i i and and advanced dinner plate technology i couldn't believe that they were interdimensional aliens and they were riding a 50s flying saucer why they can't be hot rod too oh it hurt i i was just wondering why the hell lucas had to design him as a flying hubcap Pretty close. On, so. so anyway, we are taking a more strategic view, a longer view, a more patient view of our endorsement of our particular candidate. And if you go to the URL I'm about to give you, you'll be able to see this particular candidate in his BAFTA-nominated performance as guest host of Have I Got News For You, the excellent UK topical panel show. But we are endorsing Boris Johnson, current mayor of London, as our official presidential candidate. And we have acquired BorisJohnsonForPresident.org towards that end. And we have added to the NeedCoffee.com Extreme Cafe Press Store, which you can find at CafePress.com slash NeedCoffee, a bunch of Boris for President swag that you can purchase to show your support uh, for this fine campaign, this long view campaign. And, now you have to understand yeah. that we're not particularly endorsing his politics. Not necessarily. You know, we don't care about no, that. No, we, we think that government and entertainment, the line between them is so blurred by this point that we figured the best we can probably hope from government is for it to be entertaining. And if you go and you watch that episode, I think you'll agree that Bojo is a very entertaining guy. Oh, yes, Bojo. Yes. Uh, and beyond yep. that, uh, oh, sh- should we announce the campaign slogan? Uh, you, you, that was your stroke of genius. Please, please announce it. This will make a lot more sense after you view, view the. Uh, yes, clip. please do. It's not the clip; it's the full episode. Oh, the full yeah. episode, the full, the full Boris. Uh, but the slogan for the Boris Johnson for President campaign is because sometimes not making sense just does. That's genius. You're damn and it's right. true. It's so very true, and nobody. And make so much sense. Yes. Because it doesn't. Yes. That is Boris in a nutshell. When I... Yeah, I yeah, yes. <laughs> so... I think, I think we got to move another I think we hands. do. I think it needs to come up from the grassroots that Boris Johnson needs to be... No, I, I think it needs to come from below the grass... The roots of the, 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 the grass... Water. Now Hello? we know we know that people might be saying mayor of London how can this man possibly be president but we point out on the on the site that we send you to which is part of the the need coffee movement for world domination is that 
he was born in New York City. So that fulfills the residency requirement, the, the citizenship requirement, because he was a natural born citizen by being born here. Um, and really, the only well, other thing. You really know how to explain you what? that. You really know how to explain that and just drive it home. Well, I try. Um, and. It deals with birth because he was born. Yes, exactly. Again, it just makes sense. Be- because Go it on. doesn't. And the only thing that we're lacking is he needs to be a resident of the U.S. for 14 years. Uh, but, but I was leading that as a seg for you to. Oh, explain. sorry. Well, we were wondering: Does he have an apartment in in New York that could be claimed to be his residence? We don't know these things. But really, it doesn't matter that we don't know these things because we, like Boris, are not going to let reality slow us down in any way. And we know what we don't know. That's true. Which, in some ways, is. Not like Boris, but Boris would endorse that, don't you think? But we could, but we could acknowledge the fact that there is a lack of knowledge. That's right. But there is some knowledge about things that are, might be unknown. That's true. But we know. But we're not letting it stop us. We're no. not, because we know we know that we know. Right, and if that's reason, then we're not going to listen to it. You know exactly. I do know. So as long as we all know yes. this, that this is completely unknown. That's right. Most of it. Then we can go forward in the knowledge. That it's unknown. Exactly. See? This is airtight, buddy. Like a drum. Right. That is airtight. A snare drum. Right. And one of the good ones, too. Not one of those shit or, ones or that they use en- in marching bands in high schools. Or an end snare drum. Like a drum trap. <laughs> a drum trap? Yes. Is that for... Uh, I don't know. Is that taken? Drumtrap.com? Drumtrap.com? I don't yes. know. I'll, I'll let you know. Not that I'm going to register no. it. I leave that to at least one of our listeners. I, I'm going to be amazed if somebody doesn't catch podhor.com. Because that... I thought you I thought you took no. Podhor. I don't have time for that shit. Do you know how many URLs I have right now? What's another? Fuck, another ten bucks? Yeah, but that's ten bucks a year. Yes, but as many as I have, that's a lot of ten and bucks a year. What? How could you pass up Podhor? Because what am I going to do with it? Redirect to it. To where? Oh no, you got a site. Yes. Right? It's deedcoffee.com. It? Never heard of it. Drumtrap.com is deleted and available again. So why don't you what? go get Drumtrap, Mr. Helper? What are all these deleted sites? These existed? Yes, I'll tell you why these Are we stuck in a time no. loop right now? We actually registered these in no, the past? No, I'll tell you what these are. These are these sites got originally registered. By people who are sitting somewhere talking and going, oh, just register it. It's only $10 a year. And then they, like me, on some of the URLs that I've gotten, look at it a year later and go, what the fuck did I possibly snag that for? Yeah, well, you know what? We'll address that a year from now. Register I'm that fucking thing. I'm not registering the fucking thing. Yes, no, you I'm are. Not. No. Yes. No. Yes. I'm yes. not doing it. No, yes. I'm not doing it. You are going to do it. I'm not going to fucking do it. No, yes, I'm not. Are. I'm not registering drumtrap.com, nor am I registering podhor.com. Yes, no, I'm you not. Are. 
Look yes. at me. This, you know what this is? You know what this is? This is me not doing it. You know what, what this is? This is me saying fuck well, you. Well, you do that anyway. I know. Register it. I'm going to fucking register it. No. Yes. I'm not yes. doing it. Why? Yes. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm sure there was a no, reason. No, there wasn't. Okay. I've, I've, I've already thrown about? it out there. It's a free idea. It's a free idea to the people. Because you know what? The people listening to this podcast, they're the smart ones. And they will, they will pick up on, hey, that was a free idea. Because it costs nothing. And they will go out and they will grab podhor.com and turn it into the service that I described. It's probably the bizarro cast that shadows us called Road on Nuts. <laughs> Me, I'm Ken Plume. <laughs> Slow stop. Enter. Not knit. <laughs> Dot mock. Who am you? Me, I'm... Be am not which it was, with with most terrible sight ever. Me love indie Jones. Ooh, it's me love it too. It good very. Oh, I always forget pure bizarro speak. Is it like Cro Magnon or no, just no, it's just opposite? Everything's opposite, but it's not really opposite. They they change it up all the goddamn. I know, time. especially when Grant Morrison's doing it. Yeah, well, Graham Morrison doesn't understand I know. anything. Hey, hey, let's we'll we'll talk about this real quick, and then then we can get off because we've been going for an hour now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Barry Allen. Yeah, we'll 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 get off because we've been going at it for an hour now. I just said that. Me, I'm sorry. Barry Allen. They're bringing back Barry Allen. Do, do you have anything you'd like to say to the people who are bringing back Barry Allen, Ken? Eh, who the fuck cares anymore? <laughs> you bring them all back. Couldn't have said it. Snapper car. Said it better myself. I thought. I, I don't when care did anymore. Snapper car die. Who knows? I'm sure. Yeah, he's probably. Dead. Probably killed in crisis of infinite crises. Do we care no, anymore? No, I don't. Characters don't matter. They don't act like themselves. They're not based in reality. Nobody dies. No. Nobody stays dead if they do. Who cares? Yeah. I don't care. Not the anymore. editorial staff that. at DC, that's for sure. If I want to read anything, I got back issues. Who the fuck cares what they're doing? Yep. Boy, that was a really Yeah, happy I moment. know. But that's what we're here for. You know, I think this moment What's needs. That? Salah! Indy! I am Welsh! I am Welsh. Good God. And a dwarf. A Welsh dwarf. With 50 names. <sighs> Watch as I slide. Should we sign off now? I don't know. I think we're about to do the electric slide. <laughs> I think we just... With John Reese Davies I think we did the electric edition. slide. I think we took a metal knife and we stuck it in the electric slide. It's electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Look at me, I'm dancing. I'm having nightmares tonight because of that shit. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Don't you boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> Fucking solid. Dude. Boogie, woogie, woogie. What the fuck? That's not right. How is that right? I think it was fine. John seemed to be having a grand old time. Boogie, woogie, woogie. 
and my dance. <sighs> hey, hey. That's on, on the road. Well, I think we should say goodbye to everyone with our goodbye What's song. What's our goodbye song? I don't know. What is I don't it? Know, we haven't had a goodbye song yet. You and your songs. Why must everything be a musical with you? Why must the sun shine? Why must the birds fly in the sky? Why must I say fuck you? Because you're you? I am. I, I, I knew the answer to that one. Okay, so yes. tonight you're going you're gonna to sign yes. off uh, with an acapella rendition. Yeah. Uh, what am I going to make you do? It's not going to make me do anyway. Yeah, no, no, come on. This this could be a running thing. We'll trade a, a off. Running, a running what? What what do you what do you have up your You sign off whatever you can remember. Mind. What? Whatever you yeah. can remember of The Beatles Happiness is a Warm Gun. The Beatles Happiness is a Warm Gun. Yes. So so we want Apple Core Limited to come and sue us. Just a little oh, bit. I, I, I'll time you. Five actually seconds. that would be that would that would be good publicity, I guess. We'd get a fourth listener. Yes. Gored by the core. So, uh, okay, so happiness is a warm gun. I'm doing five seconds yes. of happiness is a warm gun. Or as much as you as can mu- remember. As much as I can remember, it might be more than five seconds. Now go I'm for not it. Gonna do, I'm not going to do the whole fucking song. Come on, I already broke plenty of copyrights. Go for it. <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> broke plenty of minds when you saw a boogie, woogie, woogie. It's electric! <laughs> oh. Ready when you are. Disco. Very dangerous. You go first. How long can disco on? Uh, <laughs> is this really the end? To be stuck inside of the podcast with Ken Plum again. That- Now do it as Dylan. Dylan. Okay, will this get me off the hook if I do it as Dylan? Then why should I do it? Why Why should I do it? Why should you not do it? Alright, fine. Can this really be the end to be stuck inside a podcast with Ken Plume again? Oh yeah. How's that? How's that? That's good. Now, where's happiness as a warm as, as Dylan? Yeah, sure. When I hold you in my arms and I feel my finger on your trigger, I know nobody can do me no harm because. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and. That was Wolfman Jack. That no, was Bob Dylan. Dylan. That was not Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack is that... more guttural than that. And I can't no. do voice as well anyway. Happy you know that. Is one what? Dude, you could have done mumbly Dylan. What the Dylan. fuck is that? That doesn't even sound like Happy anything. Happy is one <laughs> What? We need to sign off now. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. We're making less sense than Crystal Skull. That's how little sense we're making. We, we, we are not internally consistent. 
in our own universe. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? It always just sounds like he's gagging. Like he's just physically ill. You make a compelling case there because I really want to find a spoon to shove in your mouth. <laughs> but not to keep you from swallowing your tongue, to help you do it so. Is the Fucking hell. Doesn't it? I, wrong? You sound like you're gargling with like sulfuric acid or something. Dylan! Mumbly Dylan. Mumbly Dylan. That's mum- not Dylan when he, you know, when he lost the ability to articulate, which I think he lost in the motorcycle accident. I'm not no, sure. No, but it just went from you know Dylan who could understand you. You almost sound like a Mel Blanc character gone completely wrong. <laughs> Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan. In his fifty names. <laughs> the songs of J.R.R. Tolkien is performed by Bob Dylan. <laughs> we need to sign off now. We've gone for a very long time. We need to sign off now. Say goodbye, Ken. Come on, Ken. Say goodbye. Like, goodbye, Ken. Now, Sala needs to say goodbye. Goodbye! Now, Bob needs to say goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Now I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Did you press... Did you... Did you stop it? Stop now. (sighs) Okay, so when do we actually record?